0: Welcome to the Feminine Frequency podcast. I'm your host Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Beautiful soul. Welcome to the feminine frequency podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me today for this guest episode with Katie Tovar, where we talk all things about moon work, connecting to your feminine cycle and subconscious soul work. This week has been really, really beautiful. I have been tapping into my own creativity and I am so excited to share that I have a new program in the works. I really wanted to create this next offering that is coming through me through more of a feminine way. And what I mean by that is in business, often it can be so easy to, jump to the next thing and keep going and doing and pushing and being in more of the masculine energy of go, 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 do, do, do. And for quite some time now, I have launched different programs and offerings back to back for about three years now because I love the work that I do and I love the group programs that I offer and the one-on-one work that I offer. But at some point, it becomes unsustainable. And I really have this feeling and this deep inner knowing that there is a different way of doing things. And so for the past six weeks, six to eight weeks or so, I have intentionally taken a step back and really slowed down and really have been focusing on my one-on-one mentorship. It's a 6-month mentorship with my clients and going super deep into my one-on-one work, which is what I'm going to continue doing. I have a couple of spots open in July if you are in a space where you're looking for mentorship. But I really outside of that, outside of focusing on the podcast and my clients have not been working, quote unquote, on my business. I have not been specifically planning or doing or figuring out what's next. I've really been in the mode of living and enjoying my life and going deep with my clients and slowing down and really creating the space for this next evolution of my business, what is birthing through me, what is coming through next, and creating space to get the clarity and to get into. Alignment into energetic alignment with what wants to come through me. And it's been a challenging process because my mind has been like, wait, I want to figure it out. I want to know what I'm offering next. And This is actually really interesting as I'm sharing this out loud, processing out loud with you here, that that is the same thing that can also happen through the nomadic lifestyle that I've chosen for myself in this chapter of my life, where it's like, I want to know where I'm going to go next and my mind wants to plan everything out. And the practice that I've been in is the surrender, is the trust, is the opening to receive guidance, is the knowing that if I allow myself to slow down and listen and get into my own alignment that everything will flow everything will work out and so while I'm not ready to announce yet what this next program and course is I am in the creativity and the discovery phase of how I'm going to offer it and how I'm going to share it with you all so you as my listeners on the feminine frequency podcast will obviously be notified when it does come out and also if you're not following me on social media yet I invite you to come on over to Instagram at amynatalieco is where you can find me and we can connect on there. And lastly, if you are not uh, on my email list, the best way to do that is to actually download my free guide. I have a free guide called the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, which is a free 20-minute ritual uh, that I guide you through to connect you with your soul, to connect you with your body, and to have you feel confident throughout the day. So you can find all of those links in the show notes for today if you just scroll down. And now we are going to get into our beautiful guest interview with my guest, Katie Tovar, who is the founder and CEO of Locomotive, a lifestyle brand committed to promoting happiness and freedom for all. She is a subconscious soul worker and embodiment coach for the woo woman out there. As a certified NLP practitioner, 200-hour yoga teacher training uh, certified teacher, spirit junkie, and holistic health coach, she uses a variety of tools and modalities to co conspire with the universe and subconscious mind to ascend limiting beliefs and embody your higher her. So I hope you enjoy this beautiful interview with Katie and get to know more about your own cycles and how to work with the moon and your subconscious soul work. And I look forward to seeing you on the other side of this episode. Hello, Katie. Welcome, welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast.
1: Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to connecting with a fellow soul transformation coach and just really love the work that you're doing in the world. So excited to dive deeper today and kind of open the window of possibility for our listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love the name of this podcast too, because all the work that I do, I feel like is so rooted in that divine feminine energy as well. And when I was like, oh yeah, the feminine, I was was doing an Instagram on it about, oh, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear
0: you, but the video cut out. So you can just start with like, I was doing an Instagram about it and I think that's where we got.
1: Thank you. So I was on instagram earlier talking about how i was about to jump on this podcast and the title i said it out loud and i was like well it's no wonder i'm here and talking about all of the things we're about to dive into today um as we lean even deeper into our divine feminine too i think it's such a beautiful sacred space to be in um and really serving from that place of like integrity and curiosity and creativity um, and all the work that we do. So I'm so grateful to, to share some knowledge with your community today.
0: Yeah, I believe that this work is so needed right now. And to me, it's actually really palpable. Like I can actually feel the, the movement that is happening through the clients that I work with, through the other practitioners that I talk to, through what's happening in the world, just really seeing and noticing how necessary this shift is for women and men and non-binary um, people to be connecting with this part of ourselves and this part of being a spiritual being in this human world. So, um, yeah, the, the curiosity, the intuition, the, the deep wisdom, um, is something that I feel is really coming through, like getting out of all of this, like crazy, like intellectual piece of everything. And actually like this deeper knowing and embodiment, which Mm -hmm. you and I were talking about briefly before this. So, Mm -hmm. How did you get on this path of being a coach and a healer and a guide and walk us back to your own transformation that brought you here today?
1: Yeah. So love this question. Um, I'm in my late twenties now, and I've been on this path for about five or six years, I would say, of just healing, right? Leaning into the work Um, and leaning into my divine purpose, my dharma, uh, which is to serve others and help them become that fullest embodiment while removing whatever energetic blocks might be be present um, consciously and subconsciously. So my journey started in 2015, I would say, graduating college. Um, I moved abroad, just seeking more out of life and as I was there, I started to really tune into these natural rhythms, right? And these frequencies of self, these higher vibrations um, within my own self and the community that was surrounding me and really starting to integrate the energy that was present. I was living in Guatemala at the time um, at Lake Ataclan, for those who might know. And that is the most like potent energetic portal that one could surround themselves by. It's surrounded by volcanoes and so I was given, I created that opportunity for myself to start doing that inner work in exploration. And it's a constant unveiling, a constant unraveling. Fast forward uh, another six months, I moved to Costa Rica where I was actually serving in the Peace Corps and at the time got pretty ill um, within my own body. And being in my body wasn't safe anymore. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was sick for six months. I thought, you know, it was in my mind, I was told by others, no, it's in your head, you're good. And kind of ignoring those intuitive pings. Um, until finally, a, a colleague of mine went up to the Capitol, got herself treated easily, quickly. And I was like, what is going on? Why can't I feel good? And so I started doing more exploration, leaning more into that intuition, right? That, and that's such a feminine energy as well, that, intuitive gut knowing in my opinion, um, because it's, you allow it to flow in too. So, um, long story short, I was shortly thereafter diagnosed with celiac disease and started doing my, my health and wellness journey, became a coach, a holistic health coach. And, uh, yoga is a really important part of my practice, um, and teachings. And I was then certified as a yoga teacher and, a soul worker from my school down in Costa Rica. And it's just been constant. Like I always am learning. I'm so excited. Um, More recently I completed a uh, training in neuro-linguistic programming, which is that subconscious work that, that I do. Um, And I'm going on to get my master's level certification um, with hypnotherapy, time techniques, um, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping, some people know it as. Um, and just yeah, continuing this this expansion so that I can hold even greater space for my community as well. Mm, amazing. Well, I love that you spent time in like Atitlan. That's actually where I'm
0: going next after Tulum. So um, it's interesting that we're we're having this conversation now. It's some, it's so interesting how like sometimes you just things start popping up in your awareness. Whereas before, like I had heard of Guatemala, I'm sure I've heard of Lake Atitlan, but like just didn't have the resonance with it. And um, it's, it's so interesting how it starts to actually pop up into your space when, when it's time. So um, love that you spent time there and really went on an alternative path. It sounds like you, Maybe knowingly or unknowingly, when you decided to go to the Peace Corps or to start to explore traveling and look for something different, that you were listening to some deeper calling that you had that was guiding you that way.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I'm like so in that work of fully embodying and nurturing that inner knowing and and how can we remove even more blocks and just clutter out of our lives in order to be able to tune in even deeper and hear those because your soul whispers to you, your ego shouts, your ego talks in like long winded sentences, trying to rebuttal everything, trying to make sense of it all, trying to talk you in or out of things because of fear or scarcity or whatever those, those pain points might be. And your soul is, and your intuition is like, 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 so, so, so subtle. And so you really do need to start like, what, for me, how I'm able to tune into my intuition, too. And like, I love this so much, um, is we were speaking of moon work. So I do a lot of work around the moon. um, And that really helps me to create a space of intention. Every I mean, I'm constantly following it. But like, specifically with the new moon and the full moon, um, to just tune in because how often does one create intentional space for themselves to really check in? Um, and it unfortunately doesn't happen as much as I think we, we can benefit from. Um, so yeah, just setting those like rituals for self, um, also setting those boundaries for self too. those tough self love boundaries. Sometimes your intuition starts in your gut, right? And so That's why the wellness piece of it, that's why the diet piece of it is so vital as well because the cleaner foods that you're putting into your body, the easier that your gut will be to to, um, digest situations, for example, digest emotions. um, And you're going to be able to just allow that energy to flow even easier throughout you as well. So there's so many pieces to nurturing that intuitive spark within you. Um, yeah. And I, I just love learning even more all the time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. beautiful. Yeah,
0: let's talk a little bit more about the moon work since you brought it up. So, for people who are new to moon work, I mean, I used to host new moon circles in San Diego and some of my community here who listen to the podcast have have joined me in person for circles or maybe they have been to a full moon or a new moon circle, but let's just give a little bit of context of of, you know, what that means to follow the moon and how it can actually help you to tune in more with yourself.
1: Yes so I'm super obsessed with the moon um, this was something that started to come into my conscious awareness when I was down in Central America I'm really starting to nurture that that inner knowing that I had and just the connection to source spirit the divine um, whatever your whatever your label might be but um, my dog's name is Luna I have pictures mm-hmm. of the moon like on my walls and it is the most feminine frequency and energy that's available to us the lunar energy is all about the feminine the solar is all about the masculine and as I lean even deeper into my own work and become a deeper embodiment of that divine feminine that I already am that this the the moon work just makes complete and total sense so you mentioned new moon ceremonies new moon ceremonies are all about manifesting creating that oftentimes is, uh, when women are ovulating as well. So, um, you know, creating new life. And then for the full moon, it's all about releasing and letting go. And oftentimes that's when women are bleeding is with the full moon. And that's like shedding those, those layers of self, um, within the womb space too. So I started my, my lunar, my lunar, (laughs) obsession and journey. When I came back from Costa Rica, um, when I was in Costa Rica, I was in this beautiful, immersed in this beautiful community of like-minded women and was held in such sacred space. And I moved back to the United States and was like deeply, deeply craving that, that connection with other women um, specifically. And so I started doing full moon work. I, my first full moon ceremony was in my in my family room and my townhouse back in Washington, D.C. And then we expanded from there. We started, I started hosting ceremonies at a place called Femme Fatale in D.C. actually. So if you're in D.C., it's a beautiful, beautiful space, beautiful community, pop-up shop, but it's all about empowering women and non-binary entrepreneurs within the community. So Um, Yeah, just started hosting full moon ceremonies there. And at the same time, and we had spoken about integrity a little bit before we hit record. But I started to realize that I wasn't acting in integrity at that time. Um, I was showing up, I was holding the space, but I wasn't holding that space for myself. Therefore, I wasn't seeing that deep transformation that I desired to see from my clients and that they so desired too. So um I started to tune more into that um and what it meant to serve from a place of integrity and how that you know incorporates with the work that I'm already doing. Um then the pandemic happened so shifted more virtually but still um was holding a little bit of space and then finally it was just like you know I need to just be in my be in my experience hold space for myself and then fast forward uh, about 6 months later and as you mentioned like spirit is constantly giving you it's like directing you in that space that you need to go you're hearing these names and it comes up more often and it's resonating more and fasting was coming up for me um, more specifically three day fasts. I've already like I do intermittent fasting daily, just because it makes my body feel good. Um, and I kept hearing these things about three day water fast. And I was like, I'll never be able to do that. I don't have that in me. Like, no, 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 y'all are crazy. Um, and then one weekend, I it was like a Sunday or something. And I was just so ready to just like, hit pause and be in my space and detox. And finally I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try this fasting thing out. And it happened to align with the full moon. Um, And just not a coincidence whatsoever, because universe always has a way of working with us in the ways that we need to. Um, And in like day two of three of my fast, I was in ceremony for the full moon. And typically what that looks like is I'll, you know, I'll do a bit of research and learn up on the energies that are present and the planetary energies and start to get an understanding of how I can use those energies that are present right now in order to release even more and focusing on those specific areas of my life. Um, so for example, recently there was a super moon in Scorpio and Scorpio's kind of like a darker talks about you know it's very passionate but like kind of very comfortable in the underworld um, a little bit of a darker um, energy but I love it and I put some water out under the Scorpio super moon but Long story short, there's these energies present that you can really start to tap into and harness. And that's how I want to live my life. I want to live a life of ease and of flow and of alignment. And so when I began this fast back in September, it felt so right. I was sitting in ceremony. I, at this point, hadn't eaten for two days and like, don't want to talk to anybody. And I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. I, this feels right. It feels good. I love the ability to just hit pause once every 28 days, because otherwise you're going, going, like you're constantly, things are being thrown at you. You're constantly on your feet. You're constantly having to say yes to other people and do things. I mean, and that's, that's that tough self-love and those boundaries that we're creating, but Um, yeah, my full moon fast has been a practice for the past nine months and it just feels so deeply resonant because it's talking about the, the detoxing and just releasing as well energetically and within your own body, you know, like science, science says it too. So um, it's pretty cool how it, how it came into my life, but yeah, I love the moon. I love doing work around it. Again, feminine frequency and talking about that feminine energy, just a way to, to tap into that, that universal spirit that's already available. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you have cultivated a really beautiful ritual and connection in your own way with the moon cycles. And those are some beautiful uh, suggestions of how people can start to tune in to their connection with the moon. I know for a long time, I didn't even really notice like the new moon and full moon. And I think the more that I got into my own soul work and started to pay attention to nature and how my emotions were feeling and noticing my, my own uh, menstrual cycle. And I actually i'm on, i'm opposite so i ovulate in the in the full moon and i bleed on the new moon um, which i'm actually kind of grateful for because the full moon can feel really heavy <laughs> if you're 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 in your cycle then but um yeah and i started to really tune into the the energy of the moon and um Uh, And and it really does connect us with like you were saying the feminine essence of being cyclical beings. What you were talking about the the solar calendar being very masculine. You know we go by the solar calendar for you know when we're looking at our calendars and our seasons and everything. And the lunar calendar just reminds us of the cyclical nature versus the linear, which is the masculine, and does give us that opportunity to slow down to check in to uh, be connected with nature, which is another piece of the feminine is is reconnecting to to nature, which we've lost touch with so much through our food system, through the way that we live, through materialism, consumerism, and more of the patriarchal way of living. Um, And and I really do love this idea of using moon work and our menstrual cycles also to tune into ourselves and to be more intentional about how we're living. So thank you for bringing that to this conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I'm going to continue to dive even deeper into. Um, Something personal to me is that I have been on um, the IUD for several years now, and it took away my menstrual cycle. I really haven't had that regular bleeding for some time, and that takes away to that, that experience and that connection to that intuition and to your body and to yourself. So, I mean, maybe TMI, but I'm actually right after this episode going and getting it removed because I want to be deeply, deeply in tune and in alignment with my body. And I feel like that is blocking that natural, it is, it's blocking that natural flow And at this point, and as I lean even more into my own soul work and the work that I want to, to facilitate and space I want to hold for my community is just learning, learning even more about our cycles within our bodies. Right. And so in that 20 day, 28 day period and 28 day cycle, you know, as you're, as you're menstruating, that's definitely a time to just like hold space for self, tune in, just Saying no and just really nurturing yourself. Whereas when you're ovulating, that's a really great time to create, right? And so you're starting to learn as you tune even deeper into your cycle as well. You can start to learn, okay, well, this time of the month or this week, I felt really creative, really inspired. Maybe it's because I was ovulating. And so, how can I start to intentionally, you know, use that knowledge in my daily, weekly, and monthly, you know, planning moving forward. So as an entrepreneur too, and as just humans, I think we generally want to be in that flow and let things come to us and just, you know, be in that frequency. And having that knowledge of like, okay, this is a time that I need to rest. This is a time that I feel more creative, more inspired, and just using that knowledge to create even more high value, you know, resonant content or whatever it is relationships. It can, it can be implied in any part of your life truly. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, direction I'm going in. I'm really excited about it because I'm obviously deeply passionate about it. And I know that a lot of women out there are looking for that guidance and for that support as well to dive even deeper into that work. So yeah, Mm. I'm just so excited to learn more. And that's something that's coming this fall uh, with my partner and I, we're going to create a feminine course, uh, this fall to, to start educating on all of this. So I'm super excited. Amazing. Yeah. And I imagine
0: that as you get more attuned to your own cycle, which was a huge shift for me when I went off birth control, probably like, Oh man, how long ago was that? Five years ago, uh, after being on it for 10 plus years, <clears throat> it really took some time for me to start to get to know the rhythms of my cycle and be able to see like, what do I need? And, Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, being able to be in flow instead of resisting what is, or trying to force things Mm -hmm. when, they're just not available to you during that time of your cycle or the moon cycle, right? So this is really powerful and a great intro. And I know some of the deeper layers of work that you do are also around mindset and subconscious programming. So can you give us a little bit of an overview of what that looks like to take a look at the deeper layers of the psyche and why that's important for transformational work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Great question. Um, When we start to dive into this work, this healing work, or when we even just want to change our diet and clean up our lifestyle so that it's healthier, quote unquote, or whatever it is that you're seeking. um, Oftentimes I've found that, and within my own self too, I found that trying to work out five days a week, or, you know, committing to a salad a day, whatever that is, that's all environmental, right? Like, that's something that you're changing here on the tangible, physical, 3d, like in the 3d world, what you're not changing is the the identity, the values and the belief system. And so that's where people run into a lot of resistance is because They are changing their environment around them thinking that they're going to get sustainable results by only committing to, you know, eating salads or working out five days a week or whatever it is and come to, they come to realize that they're falling back into these same patterns, these same habits, because they haven't changed their identity or their belief systems of themselves, of the world around them, how they see themselves So that they're just falling back into those old patternings, old ways. And so the subconscious work, why the subconscious work is so important and how we start to shift these identities, values, and belief systems is through that work, through the subconscious. So there's, uh, I have so many techniques that I use with my clients. Um, One that I mentioned, time technique, for example. There's a submodalities, one within submodalities, single belief change. Um, like to dislike so you can literally take yourself from liking chips or french fries to disliking chips and french fries so it's really powerful um really potent work and what you're changing is that values identities and belief systems about self not the environment itself so as you start to start to tune in and start to create this change that you so desire now I want you to start looking at, okay, if I want to work out five days a week, and if I want to eat a salad or whatever it is that you're working towards, what type of person do I need to be? What type of values do I hold within myself in order to show up on that 3D level in alignment with that person? And so starting to ask yourself that, like, okay, well, if I want to create a regular workout routine, well, that person probably values discipline. Um, and being an in integrity and confidence in their self. And so how do you, di- how, like, how do you start to become disciplined? How do you start to embody that discipline? Maybe you sometimes are doing things that you don't necessarily want to do, but you know that it's good for you. And you know that you're furthering that, that needle, right? You're furthering that mark. And so starting to, to get more in tune with the values, identity, and belief system of the things that you so desire, getting really clear about what those might be and leaning into that and driving yourself in that direction rather than just getting caught up in the 3D and thinking that that's going to really change the way that you are. And so, when you want to be a high level coach or create massive change, a high level coach is probably disciplined and they probably, you know, are. Tough sometimes on themselves, some tough self love because they're creating those boundaries within themselves because they know that that's for their greatest good and the greatest good of all.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And most people don't stop to think about, okay, what is the identity and values? Because, and we know that because when people keep getting stuck and repeating the same patterns over and over again, it's that's happening because their beliefs and their values haven't changed. So when you can start to see this next layer of who am I becoming Mm -hmm. versus what am I doing? Like the behavior shift only will last when you have become a new identity and a new person. And I love that just having like checking in with that of, okay, like if I really want to change who I am being or the results in my life then I get to take a look at what are my ways of being what are my ways of how am I moving throughout the world how am I showing up in these what what my coach used to call like micro moments those moments where maybe in the past you would have chose for, because you're using the example of you know let's say food you know it, maybe you would have chose to get a pizza instead of, you know, making yourself food at home or something like that. And it's like, what are those micro moments where maybe you choose to have that second cup of coffee versus doing a meditation or drinking some extra water, right? Um, But I love the subconscious work. and, And the reason what that I've seen is so powerful is, you know, those science shows that we can actually change our brains. And if you want to create a new reality for yourself on the external world, if you want to manifest something different in your life, it starts with changing your brain. It starts with changing your thoughts. It starts with changing your beliefs. And that's the most important work that you can do. If you want your external world to change, if you want your career to change, if you want to make more money, if you want to be in a healthier relationship, if you want your body to be healthier, if you want new friends, if you want to live in a cool place, like it all starts with being a vibrational match for it, which is all about, you know, the mindset work that you're talking about. So I love that you do the deeper work with your clients and that that's available
1: yeah and that's that's it too like the vibration and the frequency and it's matching that because what you desire it already exists it's already here and it's already available to you and what people are missing is that vibrational that frequency that match for their desires oftentimes we're vibrating you know consciously or unconsciously at a lower level and a frequency that doesn't match our our deepest desires and what we're working towards. And so that's what we're that's the work that we're doing, right? Is to first identify like okay, where are those gaps? Like what where do I need more support? And I really love to focus on just like one two maximum three areas of your life but even just that one area of your life that if you were to transform that one area of your life that that would impact all other areas of your life at the greatest at the greatest degree right and so yeah i mean i i just i can't say enough but with the with the subconscious work too and as we are starting to gain clarity around um, those identities and values and belief systems. One thing that has really shifted my perspective too, and something that's been supremely helpful to me is identifying an individual that's there, that ha- you know, that has accomplished it, or maybe that's five steps in front of you, starting to reflect on okay, what are their values? What are their belief systems? How do they operate? How do they show up? What's been successful for them? And starting to become that embodiment, right? And starting to emulate, right? That's a model of success, right? And starting to, to lean into that, that excellence, that model of excellence within yourself because here has been, here has been somebody else. And another topic that I always talk about is there's no such thing as failure, only feedback, right? And that's that frequency that you're changing, right? Failure is a super low vibe, super low frequency. You're defeated, you quit, you throw in the towel. Feedback, I mean, I hosted a retreat just a few, like a month ago, I got this stack of feedback, the greatest feedback yet. Like I'm so, I couldn't have been more excited to receive feedback. And because it means that there's an opportunity for more growth to to hold even more space And to give people exactly what they want. So there's no such thing as failure, only feedback, continue to learn, continue to reflect and take these lessons that are available to you in your daily life and use it to to create something different. And of course, we all know that that saying of insanity is doing the same thing a million times, expecting different results. And that's that failure versus feedback too. It's like, okay, let me take this feedback right now and implement that feedback into my daily life and actually change something rather than trying to show up and just do the same damn thing and continuing to hit that wall. Um, But yeah, no, failure versus feedback. And another topic that is like the number one thing that I teach to my clients as we start to do this work is like, living at cause versus living in effect. And so this is a model of empowerment. And I take my clients through this in the first session that we jump into, but like crossing out the E of effect because the subconscious mind loves symbols and simplicity. And so you're crossing out that E, that imagery of you're no longer living in effect. You're drawing an arrow over to the C and you're claiming now, like I'm no longer living in effect. I choose to live at cause and Everyone all the time has a choice. And another client of mine, her and I were speaking of radical responsibility and how that is a tender term for her and it can be triggering for her. And I said, because of previous life experiences too, that she might've had. And she's like, well, that wasn't really my fault. Like I wasn't, you know, especially in your younger years, like you can't really control things that happen around you as a child. What you can control now is you showing up for your own inner healing. And that's that choice that you're making right now. That's that radical responsibility that you're diving into and that you're that you're, yeah, taking action on. So although, you know, maybe in the specific situation, whatever somebody might have felt or experienced, the radical responsibility is here right now in this present moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can never go back and change the past, but we can change our perspective and how we choose to move forward from that. And I love that conversation because- it is the most empowering way to look at it. We could look at the past and be like, woe is me like this, this is what the cards I was handled in life. Like now, because of that, now my life is, you know, this way and it's always going to be this way. That is a choice to to look at it that way. And it's also not very empowering. And if if someone's coming to a coach for support, it means that they know that there's something greater available for them and they want it to be different. And so that shift gets to happen of like, you know, yeah, it was really unfortunate and you don't need to celebrate that it happened to in your life. And you can take your power back from previous experiences so that you can move forward in a new direction. And I do find that some of the most challenging things in life actually become the biggest gifts when you can look at it from this perspective and some of the most successful people in the world and the happiest people come from really challenging backgrounds and have had really challenging life experiences that would that I would never wish upon anyone and they would never wish upon anyone. And it has served because they've chosen to see it in a way of, you know, I, I'm going to use this to contribute to the world in a certain way or to use it for my own healing and move forward in a new direction because we always have that choice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, one really great example of that too is um, I, I work with women who are healing from breast cancer. I volunteer some time to a nonprofit um, and hold space for these women and do some coaching for them. And oftentimes, the question that comes up within that community and just, you know, like when bad shit happens to you and, you know, you're, you didn't choose it, but here we are now trying to learn from it my favorite question to ask oneself is like, what do I have to learn from this experience? Like what learnings, what lessons are available to me? And that's going to be the greatest piece of it all is okay. Because that's not, again, it's not failure, it's feedback. And what can I learn from this? What have I taken away? What opportunities and maybe somebody who's healing from cancer, that might be, oh, to say no more, right? Like where have I not honored my own needs and where has that, maybe sometimes created some resistance, some energetic blockages within my body that manifested into something even greater. So really just starting to learn, um, yeah, about that stuff. And then too, I want to offer a technique to, to your listeners as well. And this is something that has been hugely supportive for me and my own journey too, is time techniques. And so me as an NLP practitioner and master coach, Um, I use this technique and you can release scarcity, fear, doubt, like whatever those negative emotions are, essentially what you're doing is traveling back into, you know, maybe the first time you felt that scarcity was in this lifetime, maybe it was in the womb, maybe it was a previous lifetime. And so starting to, to tap into that subconscious unconscious layer of self and traveling back. It, it, and people say the craziest thing. Like I was a hundred percent, a Spanish gypsy living in a cage with rags and a fire in front of me. And that's where my scarcity mindset started. And since then on, I have taken myself through this technique. I've had others take me through this technique and I've learned, like you gather so, so many learnings because essentially travel back to that first time that you ever felt that scarcity. And start to start to gather learnings from that and then you start to heal from that moment on every time that you felt that scarcity or lack or whatever it was in in every lifetime up until now energetically and so as you're kind of healing those pieces you're also gathering all of these learnings and information like Scarcity versus abundance. Abundance is a feeling. Like it's not a dollar amount that you have in your bank account. And so you can access that feeling of abundance now. Um, and a really great way is to just drop in, close your eyes, remember a time that you felt completely and totally abundant and really amplifying, making that vision even brighter. And there you are. You're like already feeling abundant in seconds. Um, and so that's like a really sweet technique that I love because it's so much fun too. You like are zipping around in, in your, in your, in your mind, in your timeline and gathering so many learnings and it becomes easy. Like this healing work becomes easy and it becomes fun and yeah, it doesn't need to be heavy. The shadow is my favorite. Like I love the shadow a lot and this is the shadow work and it can be flowy and it can be easy and it, it doesn't need to be heavy. Essentially, you're just taking that flashlight and shining that light on things that are ready to be seen and ready to be illuminated and brought to the light. And so, yeah, I absolutely love it.
0: Hmm. Amazing. Well, obviously we can tell how passionate you are about your work. And I so appreciate you sharing that with us today here for people who want to continue following you, where can they find you and, um, what's the best place for them to continue learning with you?
1: Yeah. So I actually have a podcast of my own. It's called La Loca Motive. and Amy will be a featured guest on that podcast. So I'm really excited to learn more from you um so that's one place we were on itunes and spotify so head over to La locomotive um and that's l-o-k-a-h motive m-o-t-i-v-e the law part is because that's that feminine frequency right that's that feminine energy love and i'm latina and i speak spanish so felt felt resonant Um, so that's one place people can connect. My Instagram is just loca motive. Um, and for those of you who don't, don't, aren't familiar with the mantra, my, my, my name, my handle, the work that I do is all rooted in promoting happiness and freedom for others through my own thoughts, words, and actions. And that, Loka is the first part of a mantra, Loka, Samasta, Sukhino, Bhavantur. And that's my motive is to just promote that happiness and freedom in other people's lives through the work that I do. So yeah, Instagram, Loka Motive. Um, I have a website, Loka Motive, Uh, lots of offerings. I'm doing four-hour VIP days, breakthrough sessions, uh, longer six-month journeys with my clients. Um, we've got a subconscious soul work, uh, retreat coming up in Costa Rica early next year, my business partner and I, so I'm just excited to just continue sharing all of, all of the goodness and thank you so much for giving me the space and the platform to do so. Amazing. Thanks for being here, Katie. Thank you, Amy. We'll talk soon. Thanks again for joining
0: me for this episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on social media. You can share it on your stories and then tag me at Co and use the hashtag Feminine Frequency. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.